Ooh, welcome to Rage You Nerds! Let's meet tonight's lovely bunch of nerds. Up first, we have this man. He blessed the rains down in Africa, TJ. Joining him is someone that would do anything for love, but he sure as heck won't do that. My brother, Jared. There's me! I've got a serious case of Ligma. My name's Mr. Cack. We are the nerds, and we are here to Hi. <laughs> Get it, Japanese music. All right, there we are. So, welcome, Rage Nerds. Uh, we're here to talk about some stuff. But Fraught Relic has asked already: Is this going to be spoiler free? So, the today's top or today's uh, title for the stream is uh, three nerds talking about Batman, but not necessarily the Batman. Winky face, uh, because. I don't think all three of us have seen the Batman. So while we're talking about Batman in general, and we may talk about things periphery to the Batman movie, we're not going to talk about anything spoiler related to the movie itself. Well, that's good because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is I don't want to ruin it for TJ or Jared. Um, but as TJ and I kind of did earlier in the week, I still think there's a fair amount of ground to talk spoiler free about it without actually going into anything, and that's, you know, we don't need to rehash Monday now, do we? Uh, because I've got a whole new set of topics. Uh, but today, let's start with some un-Batman stuff first. So the un-Batman stuff is our nerd popcorn, and I didn't update the graphics, so none of those four graphics. But you tell me, boys, does anything sound appealing from this list? Deadpool 3 has a confirmed director... And a lot of rumors swirling now that it seems all but assured that we'll be getting a Deadpool 3. Also, White Man Can't Jump is being rebooted. We're getting us a remake of White Man Can't Jump. A, re a reboot. A reboot. And number three, should you choose to want to talk about it. The next entry into the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rises, is complete. Done. All they're missing is some soundtrack scoring, but the movie is made and ready to go. It will be released on HBO Max at some point, just no release date has been set yet. TJ, from those three things, is there anything that you just necessarily want to talk about? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a stab at the Deadpool topic. hey Ooh, Deadpool. Alright, well so. TJ, so I mean, it, it again, it's confirmed, Deadpool 3, whatever you want to talk about Deadpool 3, go ahead and get the conversation kicked off for us, TJ. So at this point, because Deadpool is... Obviously, such a beloved franchise as it is, um, with only two movies under its belt. Um, That's saying something. It is. It really is. I'm kind of at the point right now where I want Deadpool to be the Michael Keaton, Keaton Batman of the MCU. Hmm. I want him to show up in like all these different properties, these different movies, and everything else. You know, kind of like how they do with a lot of the other. You know, you don't get a Captain America movie. You essentially get, like, three quarters yeah. of the Avengers yeah. movie. You know, you don't get, a, you know, a Thor movie. You get Thor with, you know, Loki, Captain America, and, you know, all these other people in it, you know. I kind of want Deadpool to, like, be that guy going forward in the MCU. Like, once this movie comes out and it's established in the MCU... Like, I want Deadpool to just be, like, showing up randomly, even if it's just for, like, a little, you know, three-minute cameo. 
in the movie. That's kind of what I'm at, where I'm at now. Now, as far as like the director they got, I, I believe it's what is it the uh, the Adam the guy, Project director. The, the also the guy that did the most recent. Uh, well, I guess Adam Project was the most recent Ryan Reynolds, but also did the last the other one, Free Guys or Free Guy. Okay. Free Guy was pretty good if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So that's that's um, one on the on the list to get to eventually. But I mean, it's just at this point, like I want Deadpool to be that, you know, Michael Keaton, Batman character for the MCU, just showing up just for whatever reason, even if it's just him, like just passing by in a taxi, you know, just something. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool, the character itself doesn't know the limitations of its physical medium. Like it, it breaks the fourth wall all the time. Why couldn't Deadpool just randomly show up in movies? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm well. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw not an audible, I guess. But, oh, oh, oh! Another uh, one. Oh, you got wow. another topic. Oh. Well, no, no, same same topic. But I'm so if you've ever watched the show before, you know me and TJ for the most part are staunchly against reboots, reboots, reboots. Um, because we're kind of like you know it doesn't need to be remade. They said everything they could say. You know, don't mess with perfection, kind of deal. But there are a couple that we've kind of agreed on. Would like to see rebooted in some way for some reason white men can't jump and i'd never thought about it until this topic was brought up but to me that is that's kind of like one of those movies now it would have to be the casting would have to be on point but i don't know i think that's one that would be kind of fun to see which but the only thing about that is like i feel like we've kind of come so far you know, like where we, we've talked about this on the show before, where it's like you can't joke about certain things anymore. And that, like, I don't know if it would be funny. I feel like if they tried to remake it, it would be completely they, like they would try to be funny, but in a politically correct kind of way. And it would just the whole movie would be trash. However, um, if done right, that's something I would like to see that. I think that would be great, especially if you just have the the, the two main the two main guys, you know, one white guy, one black guy. Fun ensues, you know, and I don't know who those people are. They're out there. It's not Chris Rock. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? Not Kevin Hart. I'm trying to think of funny African Americans okay. that I know. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right, TJ's got to have drop some wisdom have, on us. Got to have Kevin Hart and Jonah Hill. <laughs> you know what? You know what? And I don't like Jonah Hill, but I would watch that. <laughs> well, well, but like get the chubby version of Jonah Hill. Yeah, no. Listen, yeah, everything needs Jonah, a chubby worked, version of Jonah. You worked Hill. so hard at losing all this weight. We're so very proud of you. I like you in this movie. Here's a cheeseburger. Here's several cheeseburgers. We need you back into tip top shape, Jonah. Man, I feel so bad. I don't feel bad. He make he's making millions of dollars, so I don't feel bad for him. But there is a part of me that like at the human levels, like. Man, Jonah Hill, when he, like, talks about, like, some of the stuff that, like, can you just imagine some of the stuff he's probably read or heard about himself going through his, you know, his initial stardom of being young but fat and then typecast into just this ploppy comedy the role, fat, everything guy, yeah. he did? And that now he's, like, thinned out, has tattoos, seems kind of socially awkward, like, that's just his normal persona, and it's just kind of, like, there is, there does seem to be, like, a little bit of bitterness to him. Let's say I wouldn't be either. Like, if I spent 10 <laughs> years of my formative life reading people say, oh, this fat guy, or this fat guy, fat guy, fat guy, like, <laughs> I, I probably would not want to interact with any of you scummy turd monsters, but... The big Jonah Hill is kind of the funniest Jonah Hill. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, he's he's a great actor. I mean, don't get me wrong; like, he is a great actor. But you know, 
you know, Hollywood, that is just the way that is, is, you know, if you have a certain look, you're typecast into a certain role. <laughs> I mean, it happens every time. Like, just go ask Jack Black in every role he's ever done <laughs> as Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack Black was the, uh, the younger kids version, even though he'd been doing it for about the same amount of time, he just didn't really get any uh, notoriety um, until later. But like Jack Black is the young kids, Will Ferrell. Like, I feel yeah. like whatever movie you see Will Ferrell in, it's Will Ferrell playing yeah. himself, pretending to be that character. Yeah, but Jack yeah. Black's come a long way to where he can do that now. I mean, look at well, we Jack also feel very comfortable in his skin. He and also he didn't play Jack Black in Mars Attacks. <laughs> that you know, that's, that's actually fair. I forgot he was in that. It's I forgot so he was long in that since too. I've seen that yeah. movie. Uh, uh, great movie, by the way, Martin Short. Oh, phenomenal. Well, you know, one of my favorite Jack Black moments or roles or characters is in a movie I don't even know if we can still talk about. It's called Tropic Thunder. Uh, I don't know if that's like a, I don't know if that's a kosher. That's like one of those things where like, I just, can we talk about Blazing Saddles? I see, I see like about? a warning sign coming up yeah. on the screen, like, like a directive four and Robocop, ban alert, ban alert, <laughs> ban alert. Uh, but Tropic Thunder, go watch that and realize that there are things that can't be made no more. <laughs> okay, I will say this about Tropic Thunder. It's the only Tom Cruise movie I like. I, I still <laughs> now, had my mind blown. Can't say anything else. No, if you haven't seen it, you need to just go yeah, watch it and yeah. come back next week and tell us which person was Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's uh, all I'm going to say. So I, I hate to break the whole white man can't jump news for everyone, but they have cast the white man. Please be Larry Bird. Please be Larry Bird. It is a, an artist known as Jack Harlow. You may Jack. know Jack Harlow from, I don't know what the fuck he's done. <laughs> he's, a, he's a musician. He's sing songs. Uh, he's probably... not Troy McClure. Yeah, I was just, just about that. to drop a Troy McClure line. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jack Harlow. You may remember me as films as... <laughs> From Stop, or my grandmother will shoot. <laughs> Actually, that's an actual movie. Never mind. I guess that's Mother. Oh, so Grandmother would be the, 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 the one that he would be talking about. Uh, Jack Harlow probably sings some song that you've heard on TikTok after like the age of 20 below. You probably know who Jack Harlow is. Jack Harlow will be the white man and will determine if he can or can't jump. Uh, they have not cast the non-white man in, in this. Uh, I, think, I just, it stinks because I do think that white man can't jump. I don't get, I, I'm not going to get up in arms about it, but it feels like that's one of those movies where it works so well with Wesley Snipes uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson. That's yeah. Like, why Just leave it alone? Why do that one again? Well, it's 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 like they're gonna put like you know it. <laughs> Front relic. Right, I, I mean, have no idea who Jack Harlow. Welcome. Yeah. Front relic. You are with us, man. You are in this club together. I, we appreciate. All right. Relic. I had to look him up, and I still don't know. So like, <laughs> that's that's how bad it is. But I mean, you know, if if you talk, you know, they're gonna get you know. This is something I can see, like, oh, shit, what's his name? Basketball player. Um, it's how important this guy is. Akeem Olajuwon. No. Um, Michael Jordan. No. Scotty uh, Pippen. No, new, the recent. Um, Kyrie Irving? No. Um, I'm not saying his name. He was I'm just in telling a, you right now, I'm not saying his name. He, he was in a movie that was like a, a sequel to a really good movie, that hmm. the new movie was really crappy. Well, okay, yeah, that um, guy. That yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, him. yeah, he, yeah. I can see them like casting <laughs> him in it, just because it's the name recognition, and that's what they'll want to do. 
Steph Curry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steph um, Curry. Definitely Steph Curry. <laughs> I can see them doing that, but still, like, the original, it's not a movie that needs to be remade. It is a movie that, for the time that it was made, it fits the time period that it was made in, right? With everything culturally and societally that was going on then, it fits. Now, to try to remake it now, it it's, it, it's going to be a flop. Hands down. I don't predict that this is going to be more than a, you know, it's it's just going to be a flop. It's Sadly, I agree with you. Critically, like, just torn apart and, like, it's not going to make any, move, any money at the box office. It probably won't even break even. I just don't see that happening in today's society, especially going up against movies that are, you know, that it's going to end up going up against. There's probably going to be an MCU movie that drops around the same time. I'd say there'd be a DC movie, but they keep getting pushed out. So Yeah, I just recently pushed back Flash and uh, Aquaman. It's hard to push back Flash, by the way, because he's so fast, you know. Well, he can run so fast, he ran backwards in time. Well, considering it took him like 12 years to make the movie, so. (laughs) You know, it's starting to bring it into question. Is he actually that fast? Because it it sounds like he's not. Oh, take that, Flash. You've just been called out by Rage You Nerds. (laughs) Suck it, guy that pushed that one lady that no one still ever addressed as to what, like, why aren't we, like, should we be up in arms about that? He pushed a lady. So, I don't want to um, break from, <laughs> from character here da- real quick. Do you want Daniel Radcliffe right quick? I want Daniel Radcliffe is what I'm thinking. Uh, no, but uh, real quick a recap. We are 54 seconds away from Kentucky beating Vanderbilt, and we'll have our final four for the SEC. Been kind of keeping, keeping watch of this all week, so it looks like... Uh, Nerd sports content real quickie. Uh, looks like Kentucky's going to move on to play Tennessee. Arkansas is going to play Texas A&M tomorrow, so that's going to be fun. You're only 10 I see, brother. Um, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> right quick before we move on to Batman stuff, Johnny Knoxville will be wrestling in WrestleMania. Do we – Do we? he's 51. Is that, no. is that cool? No. Well, he's no Sting, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Sting, literally the musician or the wrestler. He, right. He's, yeah, he's yeah Sting just gets in a ring and people fall down because, you know, they're afraid to even, like, pretend to punch because they might hurt him. Hey, you know what? Props to the guy for letting the crow gimmick stick around for so long. That's all right. Okay, real. Sting's crow gimmick lasted longer than the crow. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that movie was all right. I think I'm going to kind of try on this persona. And everyone was like, yeah, like from The Crow. And now they don't think about The Crow. They're like, oh, yeah, Sting. Yeah. Remember when he was or a surfer? Brandon Lee. Remember when he was a surfer guy? I do. I do. And wore the ultimate warrior paint. <laughs> yeah. On just half his face. Just half. <laughs> oh, just half. Right, 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 right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to some Bitman. Uh Here we have, so comicbook.com has this panel of nerds themselves. And they were tasked with ranking their top five Batman films. Let me let me lower this so that way you guys can see just a little bit better. I know it's not great, um, and I can provide the link for you so in case you want to see it. The link to sell it Can you put a, like a, a screen up for us or something that shows? Oh it? yeah, heck yeah, I can. <clears throat> uh, God dang, you're needy. Gosh dang, TJ. Well, pardon me, but I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh, let, well, me... let me get my glasses over here because I'm old. Got to get the old bifocals out so I can read. Yeah, I did. All right, yeah, let well... me switch y'all screen right quick so that way I can still maneuver cameras. Oh dear God! I've got bigger. By God. Um. Uh, there you go. Take your face and put it over here. There you go. There you go. There's okay, Kofi, a... Matt, and hey. Janelle. 
Okay. Uh, so I assume it's Kofi Kingston. I assume it's Kofi Kingston. It's not. I assume it's Matt Seidel. It's not. And I assume it's uh, Joey Janelle. Janelle Rion. Wait, no, that's <laughs> Joey no. Janelle. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, none of them are Daniel Radcliffe or a horse, so we can't go I down. I like how that they road. consistently were were on uh, part. Uh, well, I even though I might disagree with them. Consistently, uh, yeah. number four was like they were like, yeah, we're young, we don't give a crap. So I think it is fascinating. I think so. Again, we're not talking the Batman, but the Batman made their list, and for all of them, they put the Batman at number four. I think that is very interesting as someone who has seen it. Uh, and I am not going to go one way or the other with it. I just think it is very interesting. But once you once you boys have a chance to watch the Batman yourself, I would love to have a discussion about it because my thoughts. I think we could do a whole show on it. Or uh, yeah, because my thoughts are an onion layer about it, and I really do think we could just do uh the Batman show once you boys have had a chance to watch it. That's not saying that you need to rush to watch it. Give give the audience a chance to see it as well. Um, but I do think it's very fascinating as well that they both put that in there for. But looking at this list, whether it's Kofi, Matt, or Janelle's, is there anything that stands out to you as, why that? Or this is bullcrap? Well, um, I will say this, though. The fact that they all put it at number four, it almost seems like this may be just kind of part of the marketing of the movie kind of thing. Maybe. You know, because it's, because it's thrown in there. Like, you know, it's like, well, we got to put it in our top five. That way, you know, let's all do the it. The movie came out. So part of me questions that, mm. you know, and I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. I mean, it could be mm. in my top four as well. That's um, but I like the fact that they don't just limit this to live action. They have the Lego yeah. Batman movie and they have Mask of the Phantasm, which, by the way, Mask of the Phantasm was amazing. Pretty darn Man. good. Very for not it. talked about for such a good, a good film. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course it was it was like a feature length animated movie based off or you know that follows Batman the animated series, you know. So Yeah, I remember uh, renting, I remember renting it from a video store. I remember when it came out in theater. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> it came out in theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um but I mean, other than that, you know, they all seem pretty, you know, consistent with the movies that they've chosen. Minus one or two here or there. Actually, hold on. The third person doesn't seem as consistent as the first two. Yeah, Janelle just kind of went a little bit wild. She's kind of all over the place. I do like her number one, though. I do like her number one. Uh, It's just... uh, So, I think think if I look at this list, my biggest issue is Matt having Batman Begins as the number... As their their top Batman. Yeah. I'm not here to crap... I'm not here to crap on Batman Begins in in any shape or form. I think it's the second best of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Agreed. Um, I just don't know how anyone... I don't know. I just have a hard time feeling like that's the top Batman. So, I, I honestly feel like... I honestly feel like, you know, maybe... Maybe a Michael Keaton movie gets ahead in okay. the hierarchy of Batman than that. So, Batman Begins, though, to me, it seems like the Christopher Nolan movies, it's the only one where you actually see Batman being Batman. Otherwise, he's just like this armored dude with pointy ears that works with the cops. Because think about it, like, yeah, no, ever since, that's like, from from the Dark Knight and, you know, the Dark Knight Rises, you know, he's pretty much, he's known by the whole city and by all the cops. You know, it's like, oh, that's Batman. You know, oh, you don't remember this kid because you weren't here seven years ago, but we're about to be in for a ride. No, like, in Batman Begins, it's the first time you actually see him, you know, just the the... 
the shipyard scene. Yeah. Where he takes down all those people in the dark. Like that way, that was Batman right there. But it, it switched to where it was like no longer Batman as much as here's this guy dressed he's as Batman, but detective. he's an he's an action hero dressed as Batman. Yeah. No, yeah. that's 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 a fair point. <clears throat> Having said that though, um I still think The Dark Knight was one of the greatest Batman movies ever. Now, I have not seen the new one yet, of course, so I don't know where it's going to sit on that. I can't imagine based on the pre. And I mean, it's it's really, guys, it's going to have to suck an egg for it to for me to not include it on this list. I do like how they got Lego Batman in there. Batman Returns. I feel like Janelle is the only one giving it some love. I liked Batman Returns, but it was um, me and TJ are me and TJ are always going to agree that Tim Burton is crazy and somebody in the room when somebody said why don't we make the penguin an actual penguin an actual penguin man somebody said yeah yeah that's that's great let's do that i wasn't a fan i wasn't a fan now does that mean it's a bad movie no i just didn't like that particular twist um i wouldn't have put uh, if we take everything on here i would not have put batman returns anywhere on this i would have put all three nolans before batman returns and I'm considering kind of like the uh, Indiana Jones movie that was never made that we don't talk about. Anything after Batman Returns, I don't really count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's fair. Yeah, meh. So, well, uh, I, mean, even... I mean, it's essentially what DC's doing with their Flashpoint saying, Michael Keaton is the alternate universe of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just, I think that um, Batman Returns was a good sequel to Batman before we got what we have now. Um, Lego Batman is better than Batman Returns. Lego Batman was great. Um, I enjoyed it, I think, more than my son did. And because <laughs> he's a Spider-Man guy and I'm working on that. I'm working on him. I'm working on him. Um, but no, like, so I, I think if I had to pick, though, and again, excluding the Batman, which I haven't seen yet, Janelle's list kind of uh, like if you combine Janelle's list with a little bit of Matt, I would go Dark Knight one, Michael Keaton, Batman two, Batman Begins three. And then four and five are probably going to be interchangeable. And again, this is all based on the fact that I haven't seen the Batman. That could very well be number one. Um, but four and five are going to be interchangeable between um, the Lego Batman movie and, um, oh gosh, um, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Or Unless we're talking about just movies. If we're talking about just movies, I would put the 1960 version and Adam West in here before I would put Batman Returns. I mean, if we're just being honest, if we're just being honest. Uh, Front Relic says, I love that shipyard scene. So, TJ, you're speaking. You're speaking to Front Relic. You, you're getting <laughs> the vibe out there. Um, Where is look, Maniacal Kitten tonight? She is I absent. don't know. I'm letting sending, us down. I'm letting us down. That, I'm sending that cat a message. Probably scared him off from <laughs> last week's <laughs> from last week. derailment. What the hell? <laughs> derailment. By the gosh. way, if you didn't see last week's episode, good. Don't. <laughs> uh, but video on demand, you can go check out the VOD <laughs> on our Twitch. Um, uh, listen, I'm going to say this, and this is, again, not to spoil anything, because I don't think this is a, a spoilery statement. I feel very confident that the Batman is in my top five of Batman films, and I feel fairly confident that it should be a viable choice once you've seen it, that it probably makes your top fives as well. Now, there is very much a Schrodinger's Batman film to the Batman. You know, everyone doesn't see this. It's like an optical illusion. Not everyone interprets or sees the Batman as the person next to them. So I, I, this is... I am so 
I can't wait to talk to you guys about the Batman. Literally, when I came out of the theater, I had thoughts, and I was just like, I need to tell someone. <laughs> so then I told Reno, and Reno's like, yeah, man, I also have thoughts. So it's very, it's very thought-provoking, but we'll figure out the hierarchy of it later. We're going to have to go watch it tomorrow. But know. ultimately, I'll still say this regardless of anything. I just it 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 ta- it's going to take a strong act and I think I think this movie has helped me solidify this notion. It's going to take a special set of circumstances for me to budge on The Dark Knight being probably my top Batman movie. Uh, see, I'm with you. Like and it's not just because of Batman. I talked about, you know, uh, a couple months back about New Nightmare being the perfect movie. A very close second to that would be The Dark Knight. It's just the every bit of the elements are there. Now you could argue whether it's a true Batman movie or, you know, like TJ said, he's he's basically an unpaid detective for the cops at this point. He's not in the shadows. Sometimes he comes in at daytime and he goes into the bank and, you know, he knows how to find the mark. And say he's somehow mysteriously just poofs away and nobody saw him walk away. You know, I get all that, and that's I totally agree with that. But if we're talking movies in general, very very arguably one of the best movies ever made. I mean, just let's be honest. It had every element that you wanted there. It had the love story. It had the climactic ending. It had it like all the elements were there. So I don't, I'm with CAC on this. It's going to be very hard to top uh, the dark Knight as, num- as my number one until something just does better. And I just don't see that it will. Christopher hey, Nolan is amazing. Christian he- Bale is amazing. I'm amazing. I'm Batman. TJ, <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> what? Uh, so I haven't asked, and you haven't necessarily outright said, what would be your top Batman film, animated or live action? I am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw y'all a curveball here. All right, Batman the movie with Adam West. Wow. And mainly the only reason is because that is a movie that was always playing whenever I would go to Kansas. To see my grandmother, they had cable, and for some reason, every time we went up there, that movie would be on. Like, there's nothing special about it. It's Adam West. It's campy as all hell. You know, he's taking on, you know, the Joker, the Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. It has some At the really, same time. really corny lines in it, you know. Some like, sometimes, sometimes you can't just get rid of a bomb, you know. <laughs> Don't I know it, Batman? You know, it is it is just one of those things, and it's mainly for like nostalgia reasons. Um, but it's like if it's on, like if I'm you know gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it all the way through. Like the Dark Knight, I could sit there and I can you know look at it and go, eh, I've already seen it a couple dozen times and skip over it. But like if I come to that and have to choose a Batman movie as my number one, it's gonna be that. Just for nostalgia reasons. That's fair. So my. I'm going to say my original statement of saying that I felt pretty confident that the Batman would be in there with TJ having a nostalgia lock at number one, that might push out the Batman. That might push out. But then again, you know, you're taught, you're taking away the uh, Schumacher era movies, you know, and honestly, I didn't like Batman returns as much. Yeah. Uh, mainly just because, you know, penguin (laughs) is such a creep in that movie. Like, I mean, Oswald Cobblepot. Well, just, yeah, he's just a creep. <laughs> he's got um, penguin feet and uh, not wings because, well, they do have wings, but they can't. Well, flippers! Flippers, thank you. <laughs> Those things on his hands. Yeah. Um, you know, Christopher Walken's funny in it, but whatever. 
And that's one of more his more serious roles. <laughs> you know, I'm, a fan. Knight, I'm not a fan of the Christopher Walken character in that movie, honestly. The Dark Knight would definitely probably come in as number two. And that'd be the that'd be probably the true number one. The nostalgia number one would be <laughs> Batman the movie. That's but, fair. you know, gosh, I'm going to have to see this new one, though, before I can really sit down and, and take a list. And because, you know, if we're counting animated movies, too, like I liked Mask of the Phantasm. I liked... Yeah. You know, the Dark Knight Returns movies. I liked, uh, well, I had a list pulled up because I've seen so many of them. I, I really like the Batman Year One animated film, and it's legitimately one of the things that I continuously ask every time the drums start to be beaten that there's going to be another Batman film. Just do Batman Year One. <laughs> Stop flirting with it. Stop taking elements of it. Just do Batman Year One. It's that simple. It I'd say really I is. liked the uh, Gotham by Gaslight. I movie. haven't seen that one, but I've seen it on the HBO Max menu, and I keep eyeballing it, but I haven't made the... Yeah, but I mean, there's so yet. many, like, Batman animated movies that are just good. Like, I liked The Assault on Arkham because it's based off the Ar Arkham uh, games. video game series. Yeah, yeah. so... But there's just good, so many good Batman movies. Like, I couldn't sit here, and I'd, I mean, I would have to take time to really kind of come out with my list... But we don't have that kind of time. No, we don't. We've got all the time in the world. By the way, tonight's episode brought to you by Weeping Angels. Keep looking at it. Don't, don't not blink. look at it. <laughs> blink and you're dead. <laughs> don't not look at it, Jared. Don't not look at it. <laughs> um. All right, so mine and Jared's top Batman movie is The Dark Knight. And I believe The Dark Knight is like one of the biggest reasons why this is a talking point. Um, but Batman's villains. So a Ooh. a publisher for or an a, a article writer for comicbook.com took themselves in their high and mighty stance and said, listen here, the only reason there's any the Batman or Batman hype is because of his villains. Otherwise, he's just a generic ass hero for the masses. So my question is to you, to, to you guys, is this. Is that true? Do the villains of the Batverse make the Batman as <clears throat> enjoyable to us as it is? Or, no, it's the Batman and mixture, maybe, but, you know, like, Batman holds pretty strong in there. Um, I, I think it's very interesting, and I, I, again, I think the Dark Knight is an argument for this person's article, because the Dark Knight, for as much as I love it, could also just be a Joker movie with Batman cameoing. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I do like about the movies, too, is um, that, yes, though, The Dark Knight, and uh, again, Dark Knight Rises, okay, it's pretty much Bane and Bane's army, you know, but uh, there's there's elements uh, in The Dark Knight, especially at the beginning, where it's like there's still kind of a mob presence. <clears throat> I don't want to say low-level criminals, but, you know, other than uh, uh, Carmine Falcone, or Falcone, depending on which Batman you watch, um, the Italian guy. Uh, you know, like mob bosses and stuff, but like the Joker, the Riddler, Penguin, you know, when they're up there kind of like, I think that's the cool thing about Batman is that it kind of splits it up. Like, you know, Batman Begins, another reason that was so cool is because, you know, Ra's al Ghul was definitely a bad guy, but like, you don't kind of figure out it's him doing that towards the, until the end of the movie. It's, you know, uh, Dr. Crane, Scarecrow. And, but he's still fighting like, I don't want to say ordinary people, but like the people we're not used to the Joker, et cetera. Um, that's kind of what I've always liked about the Batman is that 
he's still interested in crime, but then you have this one mob boss that steps in, or not mob boss, but mastermind criminal. But I think that's cool to have that sort of uh, antagonist kind of always there. I feel like Batman is one of those, other than X-Men, because X-Men has several antagonists, but like Batman is like, everybody has villains. You know, Spider-Man has villains. Superman has villains. I feel like DC and Batman really came together with like, how many villains can we give this guy that are really like notorious? You know, it's like, okay, well, we got the Joker. Um, uh, what else? It's a guy, uh, 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 Enigma, Edward Enigma. That was so dumb. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just saying. Um, but like the Riddler. Okay, and the the, the, what, uh, the penguin. He's like Batman is like the only one that I can think of that like all the main villains are like heavy hitter main villains. You know, like with a lot of other stuff, it's like everybody has kind of like I don't want to call them quasi bad guys, but they're not. They don't have the weight of like a penguin or a Riddler or a Joker or you know it just it or at least it doesn't feel that way to me. So I kind of like the fact that you have these main bad guys but still with batman sprinkled in that he's still trying to fight the mob he's still trying to fight regular crime um so i don't know i i like the way it's done and every batman movie is different in in that regard uh but the of course the keaton series was very much you're fighting the main bad guys i think that's where christopher nolan kind of got into you know you're fighting crime uh and of course i haven't seen the batman yet maybe uh, for all i know you know he, he's actually an fbi agent with sonar i don't know <laughs> TJ, what do you, how, how do you, I'm interested to hear TJ's take on this because I, I don't too. think, I don't think he agrees with me, but I think he kind of sees where I'm coming from and he's going to take elements of that and form his own opinion like a good man should. But what do you, how are you on villains, TJ? Where are you at? What are you thinking? Go well, ahead, let me ask you this. Um, go ahead and put 17. me on three-way. Three oh, three-way. Hey, let me ask both of y'all this. Hmm? 17. Um, name five Captain America villains. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> Name five Iron Man villains. You yeah. can't do it. Now, I can say the same. Name five Spider-Man villains. You could be like, I can give you six. Yeah. <laughs> the two yeah. best superheroes. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was a slow burn in my brain. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course I can give them six. And I was like, oh, crap, Sinister Sticks. Got you. <laughs> the two Bravo, best TJ, Bravo. superheroes. In comics, in my opinion, are Spider-Man and Batman. That's and the only reason why they are the best is because of the villains, hands down. Um, I was just thinking about this a few weeks ago, but whenever I first saw this kind of pop up, you know, and it's like the villains play more of a major role. Like in, in Batman in particular, like what Jared was saying with the mob bosses and everything, it's a hierarchy of villains. Like you have the lower grade villains like the Carmine Falcones. But then you have like the main villains like, you know, the Joker, the Penguin, Riddler, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze, Ra's al Ghul, um, Court of Owls. Uh, you can just name a ton of like Danny DeVito. Villains. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Um, <laughs> you can just name. It, a it, ton just of... name someone and it's Batman's villain. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's the villains are what make the hero and what make the hero like their stories worth reading because like they each take something away from like each of the villains take something away from the hero that makes him like even better after defeating them and batman like has just the best villains mainly because they're not like super powered you know freaks like you don't see batman going one-on-one -on -one against dark side 
it doesn't make sense. No, I mean, you know, one of his best villains and a super villain in general for the DC universe is literally a guy in clown makeup. Exactly. You know, no powers, no regeneration. Just wears insane. a suit that looks like a bat. True. You know. Maniacal Kitten says, Adam West for life, the penguin dehydrating his henchmen and then rehydrating them blew my mind and sent me spiraling into so many deep thoughts as a youngin'. Also, pop culture, I feel, too, because there have been so many Batman and Spider-Man movies lately, people know them, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It the does. market's very saturated with those two franchises well, Keep right in mind, now. too, how, you know, like, they made, you know, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, and then they switched and made Spider-Man 1 and 2, and then... You know, now they're on the new trilogy of Spider-Man movies, and they're going to make a shit ton more. But, like, they can bring all these villains in now with, you know, the help of DC, or, sorry, MCU, like, crew behind them making the stories actually, you know, absolutely right, you know. Um, Plus, like, Venom, you know, the anti-heroes, like, you know, Venom and uh, Morbius, and eventually, you know... There's, I guess, gonna at some point get into Craven the Hunter. Yeah, there's Craven you know? the Hunter confirmed. They're already cast and making a casting announcements for that. You know, I mean, there's just so many like that can spin off of this. Just like there's so many that can spin off of Batman. You know, that it's I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> it happens on Friday, man. It, it does. It does. It happens. It happens on Rage You Nerds, where we right. can't keep a connected but, you know, thought together. You ever keep lost your train too. of thought? Welcome to Rage You Nerds. Maniacal kitten. Keep in mind this too. Um, so far, there have only been eight Spider-Man movies, but how many MCU movies combined have there been? And how many villains have there really been in them? 612,173. Listen, this there's an issue that I have with films, and it's this propensity to kill off your villain every ending of the movie. If you want to create a bigger world, guess what? Let the villain survive. Don't bring them back necessarily for the second film. But hey, they pop back up in the third film. Yeah, and keep them around. By God, you now have a story. We know that man. He had a family. <laughs> Damn you, Austin. Damn you. <laughs> Sometimes I slip into old Jr. from wrestling. <laughs> oh my God. By God. So I forgot to give you guys the quote that like really got me like. Huh. Uh, so this is the quote from the article from the person that wrote their little op-ed. Um, in fact, the Dark Knight rogues gallery is so grandiose, it's likely one of the only things keeping old Bruce Wayne from being one of the most vanilla characters you can read. <laughs> they say They say money can't buy happiness, but Bruce Wayne has proven for the last 80-some years that it can buy you an illustrious career of kneecapping career criminals while living some faux superhero creed. It is a story we've seen, we've seen done ad nauseum, and it's beyond worn thin. Luckily, he has the perfect group of rogues to save him from despair, ensuring he's a character worth following with each passing issue. Or I, I don't think that I don't think that Bruce Wayne, as a character himself, without villains like you know Poison Ivy, Catwoman, um, you know Riddler. Joker, Two-Face, you know, all these villains. I don't think Bruce Wayne alone, I mean, because what is he other than, he's just a guy that cosplays as a bat, right? With hey, a, lot, you, a, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and if you don't have the villains, the villains are what makes the hero. Without the rogue gallery, I think Batman might be a villain. 
Well, I yeah. mean, that's a fair point. What's what's the thing in Dark Knight? Either you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. True. Um, I was gonna say. What was I gonna say? Oh crap! There was something I was going to say, and now I can't think of it. Uh, Batman. Um. Pow. Um. Crap. Uh. Brb. Okay. So here. And this is something that I actually liked from the Fox series Gotham and something I wish a movie would do a, an actual job exploring is this notion that before Gotham was overrun by maybe not even the Batman because the Batman and if you follow stuff like again I love the series year one and that's Batman confronting um, the the criminal families of Gotham so Falcone uh, uh, Sal Maroney like uh, going against the, the the actual mob bosses of Gotham before we start getting the the freaks as they're referred to in most of these stuff I would be very interested in a movie depiction or series on HBO Max where it shows that a villain like Carmine Falcone is, or Falcone, is keeping the the comic book freaks, the the masked villains at bay. Like essentially, the mob is keeping in check, keeping keeping kind of a levy on the true insanity of Gotham breaking out, while also trying to keep the Batman off their back. And kind of like letting Batman know, listen, you take me down, you've done yourself a service, but you've also freed all these other freaks that I've been holding at bay with my thuggery and mob bossiness. I think that's a genuinely interesting story that I would love to see explored a little bit further than what Gotham, the TV series, did just because it kind of did it in a goofy, very roundabout way. But I don't know. Something about that just seems interesting to me. Think about it. Once he takes out all the mob bosses, it leaves a power vacuum for I know. criminally insane to come out and, you know, hire but, a bunch of the former henchmen. And wouldn't it be cool to, like, see that play out a little bit? Oh, yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. Now, so that's like that's like my thing. So not only do I want like a Batman year one, I want like give me like a Streets of Gotham stuff where it, it fixates on the cops and the mob bosses, and there's this element of that you see the mob bosses are keeping the mad scientist or the loony clowns kind of keeping them off the radar because they're too much and they cause a disturbance to what they have set up, while also trying to keep Gotham PD off their ass. But now there's this interloper, a man dressed as a bat, who is going through all of their carefully weaved deceptions and ploys and bribes, and finally to end that series... Whatever mob boss is left standing as the final one, he just lets Batman know, listen, you don't understand the hell you're about to unleash. So, like, you may think you're the hero right now, but what comes next is your fault. And I think that's a super cool moment I would love to freaking see! I agree. I'm in. <laughs> Do, but, like, seven seasons <clears throat> lead, it, lead it into, like, a... Well, like, you know, a Batman year one kind of thing. Well, I mean, you like, can even, even... you can have, have to be it. Batman taking him down. It could be... You know, Bruce Wayne, like, still trying to figure out. Yeah, you could have the proto Batman, but I, I think you could still have, like, Batman established, because I think you need the Batman established, because there's always what this conversation that happens where it's like, you created me. Or, like, if there, if there wouldn't be a Batman, there wouldn't be a need for someone to be a, a clown prince of crime, because it's just like Batman's insanity now unleashes a new level of insanity. But no, I agree. I think it would just be great to see kind of Gotham as that powder keg and you know it's going to erupt because we know the characters come 
but like seeing it build up a little bit more in a more serious way than Gotham where it's like, we've put poison in your banana pudding. <laughs> the penguin skinny. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, I do like the penguin, uh, Colin Farrell's penguin. I I like that character. I have a feeling I'm going to like that. I have a feeling you're going to like him too. I I do. I really do. I really do. Not a spoiler. I just I think. I mean, you can see him. He he laughs in a car and says, "You're crazy." <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> nah, I like that guy, man. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's in a spoiler trailer. Like, I don't want to watch it now. That's in a trailer that we've watched and reacted to. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Let's do. do we want to do one Cat, more. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he said, "Colin Farrell left." <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Do we want to yeah, hit any of these? These two, what? these two face facts, or do we want to hit a BRB and then do? What's uh, what? What trailers? are we doing after the BRE? Just some trailers. Trailers. Let's hit some two face facts real quick. Three trailers. I can I hold three. my P for another two minutes. I've got three on the trailers. Uh, let's All see. Right. Let me pull up this. Where is it? Where is Two Face? There we are. All right, some two face facts. When Two Face first appeared in Detective Comics number sixty-six, his real name was Harvey Apollo Kent. Uh, he kept the Kent surname for the next few appearances until it was changed to Harvey Dent in 1948, Batman number 50. The change was likely done to avoid confusion with a certain mild-mannered Metropolis reporter, Clark Kent. Uh, <laughs> this was later used as a plot point in Superman <coughs> Family number 211 when Earth's two lowest lanes mistakenly believed that one of Harvey Kent's enemies was targeting her husband. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a fun one, I think. I think that that's just, yeah. That would be it's, interesting. It's weird to see how these things kind of like take place and how they kind of orient and develop. And because, I mean, at DC, you know, you get writers and it's like, Kent, Kent, we've used Kent before. Ah, let's go with it. Let's go with it. And then somebody says, whoa, whoa hey, wait, 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 wait. Maybe we should use a different name for this villain that is not the same name as our bread and butter. Yeah. And then some guy in the room went, so no Kent, right? Yeah, no Kent. We can't do Kent again. Dent. Uh, oh, okay. Dent. Yeah, Dent works. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of yes men around this. We can't use Kent. We've already used Kent. How about Dent? Okay. <laughs> I also got another character, Roger Max. Kent, and we like Kent. I've got another character, Max Bent, I'd like to, <laughs> like to sell yeah. you on. Uh, Maniacal Kitten says, I feel like villains and anti-hero stories right now are an untapped market. Well, in the 90s, that was pretty much everything. Everything was an anti-hero or, yeah. well, in the comic, in the comic world. In movies, it's been a slower build, but there was a super aggressive phase, what, in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it's like, I'm the hero, but also, F you and F your family. Machine gun! <laughs> <laughs> just like, everything's dead! I don't just love anyone! With, all you gotta do is just break in with a machine gun. Yeah, machine gun. Uh, Two Faces double-headed coin originally belonged to Boss Maroney, which is like one of the cool moments that happens in a comic book storyline I like. Now, I know it didn't originally happen there, but it's one that I originally like with the long Halloween. Um, Harvey Dent used the coin as evidence during Maroney's trial, which enraged the mobster, causing him to scar Dent. In some ways, this makes Two Faces coin partially responsible for his existence. Other versions of the continuity present the coin as a possession of Dent's father, with which he abused young Harvey. That's a darker take. Yeah. 
that's that's now. a lot darker take, but I kind of like it. I feel like there's story there. Somebody do this. No, that's uh, a solo shot. No, I don't need a solo shot right now. I was just going to say it question for the two of you. What was Two Faced first crime? He. Oh gosh, hang on, hang on. Okay, he. Oh man, I know this. It's something. Crap, it's gone. I yeah, don't, I don't. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I know it, but I can't remember. <clears throat> he robbed a bank. I was gonna say he robbed somebody. I couldn't. I couldn't but, pick between bank and something else. But I was like, I'm just. I'm gonna be wrong. I was. I was gonna be like, he, he killed Batman's parents. I was gonna say um, that uh, he got revenge for Rachel's death. Rachel. Um. <laughs> but I listen, can, sorry. I, I bank robbery. That's boring. But what he did after the fact is what makes this an interesting fact. Because his coin landed on the good side, he donated the stolen mon- the stolen money to a local orphanage. That's early nice of the guy, right? Early Two-Face stories would have Harvey using stolen loot for charitable purposes, but this angle was dropped in later appearances where <laughs> you know, where his coin was more maliciously used of he would never lose because he eh, the coin always yeah. flipped the way he wanted. Or he'd flip it well, again. <laughs> or he'd flip the, it again. The, <laughs> you know, way back whenever he was first created, I, I can see them, like... There were simpler, well, happier times back then. Too, yeah, too. you know, it's it's like, we don't want him to shoot somebody in the face. Let's just have him donate the money or keep the money. Because, you know, that's that's what they did back then. They didn't shoot people in the face. You know, then eventually... <laughs> they didn't shoot people in the face in the 50s. <laughs> then eventually, well, in the comics... You know, oh yeah, well, okay. A little violent. You can't know, have I mean, keep in mind, you know, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the Batman sixty six comics, you know, are bright and you know campy. The comics back then were some of them were campy. So, you know, you just you, you can't have them doing that kind of stuff. You know, it's, no it's, such chicanery. Yeah. Uh, so so I could see can't even like, shoot a guy in the face. I I, I kind of want to comment on the the Kent. Yeah, 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 thing. yeah. Because, you know, it would be an interesting story to see, like, if Harvey Dent was really Harvey Kent, but a distant cousin of Clark Kent. I was just about to say, related somehow? Somebody else yeah. got off of uh, Krypton? Well, no, like, to the Kent family. Not yeah, that'd, be, to, that'd be a farm not boy. Actually no, I like, I like my idea better. Another guy escaped. But, that'd be Harvey <laughs> Kal-El. <laughs> Harvey L. <laughs> Harvey, <laughs> Har- <already>. Harvey Kentel. <laughs> Harvey Kentel! <laughs> 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 We made it work. We made it work, boys. They've already done now, the other that. Ex- listen, hey, wait, real quick though. Real quick though. Look at Harvey Keitel. Doesn't that explain a lot? Yeah. It explains everything and nothing all at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to Rage You Nerds, where we explain everything and nothing at the same time. Listen, some call it fate, some call it karma, but a plastic surgeon named Dr. Albert Eckhart was able to temporarily fix Harvey Dent's face on two separate occasions as you may know albert eckhart's name is similar to aaron eckhart who played two-face in christopher nolan's 2008 the dark knight there you go not only not only that in 89's batman eckhart was the detective who was oh yeah yeah. in with carl grissom eckhart think about the future jack he didn't say jack because his name was jack his name was jack in the movie too wasn't it grissom looks like me when i go out and buy like dollar menu burgers from mcdonald's late at night with your there's purple pain. robe your there's purple pain. silk robe yes there's pain in that uh if you go by the cw universe several people survived Krypton plant explosion if you go by the cw universe everyone's pretty and young 
Uh, yeah. And I know that to be a damned <laughs> lie. By, yeah, if you go by the CW universe, like nobody is overweight. Everyone's fit, young, and pretty. All right. Uh, right f- to be young and pretty, I mean, it's all right with me. A few other men have assumed the two-face identity over the years. There was Dent's butler, Wilkins, an actor named Paul Sloan, and an exhibition <laughs> exhibition manager named George Blake. So I don't know why they became Two-Face, but they did. But they did. Uh, Two-Face wasn't always a regular member of Batman's rogues, rogue gallery. After appearing in the 1953 Batman number 81, Two-Face was absent from the Bat books until 1971 Batman Dang. number 234. In true Two-Face fashion, he was two years away from two decades absent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as Penguin would say, <laughs> or however he sounds. I don't know. <laughs> that was Jared's impression of doing a penguin. Let's see. Is there is there any more that just stand out to me? Like I really, I never. I I read, I read the like uh the titles, but like didn't go. I didn't want to like spoil it, so I I, yeah. ca- I can't remember most of them. I got one right here, and it's another one to ask you to. Who is the only other wait uh is the who was the first non-gotham hero that two-face battled so not batman non-gotham non-gotham hero uh-huh a hero a named hero not gotham though so it would have to be i feel like superman is like the way the obvious i'm gonna say the flash all right the flash final answer to both of you no okay <laughs> I'm going through my DC heroes that are not in Gotham. I'm going to go the Flash. Yeah, forget it. That's just, the, yeah. the only other one I could think of would be Green Arrow. So well, that's I'll what I was thinking. It's either... Green Arrow. Okay, fine. I'll take the Flash. TJ's got Green Arrow. And the winner is... There is a winner! It's... Okay, Front Relic accepts Captain America. Front Relic, get out of here! Um, <laughs> Michael Kitten just laughs. Uh, the, the correct answer and the winner of zero fictitious points... TJ, our Emerald Archer, was the non-Gotham hero to battle Two-Face. The first one. That was a good that was a good well, guess there. Green Team. Arrow is the only other like DC it makes hero sense. that is ground level fighting mobsters and street justice kind of thing. You know? Like he uh, doesn't really have a whole lot of like super villains. He has another archer and then another archer and then I think another archer that he finds. <laughs> That's like literally it's, the it's damn like, British army in twelve eighty AD. He's got a bunch of archers. It's literally a guy who fights a bunch of people who have the same skill set as him. Because that's I guess all he can do because he shoots an arrow. <laughs> hey, the Dark Knight Return storyline gave him a little bit a little bit of fire in there. I'm going to take down this dang Superman with you, Batman. Um, The <laughs> Joker is the first supervillain Two-Face encountered and the first one he also teamed up with. So there's just a bond there that can't be broken. See, and that's where they messed up in uh, uh, the third Batman because um, they made it uh, the Riddler. Because yeah. we already had the Joker and he fell off a building, so we can't have him back. Can't have him back. God forbid. God forbid he survived that fall. Uh, Two-Face teamed up with the Justice League to fight off a group of invading aliens in 1975's Justice League of America, number 125 to 126. The Flash warned everyone that Two-Face would betray them, which he naturally did. Thankfully, the aliens were defeated despite Dent's double cross. (laughs) Uh, Good job, Flash. Good job, Flash. 
Uh, well, I mean, his name is Two Face. Like, <laughs> you yeah. gotta expect you a double expect cross. It. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a two a, cross, perhaps. <laughs> for a time, the Teen Titan, known as Harlequin, tricked the superhero community into believing she was Two Face's daughter, Dwayla Dent. It turns out Harvey never had a daughter, and it was revealed that Dwayla made the whole thing up. But that still doesn't explain why Two-Face went along with her backstory in 1977's Teen Titans number 48. Maybe Two-Face sensed potential in having a cohort named Harlequin. I was going to say something I'm, I'm not going to. Okay, great. Is that guy wrong? Zac Efron. <laughs> Did you hear that Daniel Radcliffe stood naked next to a horse? <laughs> Did you no, know? No, no. Did you know? No. <laughs> Did you know that it's a little bit cold right now, but at times when it heats back up for the springtime, you go outside, sit on a beer, take a porch, you know, have a little good time. <laughs> All the inside jokes we've gained over the last two to three weeks <laughs> sit on a beer sit on a beer and drink a porch it's fine it's what we do in summertime in arkansas uh well daniel did make an appearance at the show so we win there you go we win uh see y'all next week <laughs> rage you nerds and scene and scene here we go here's the <laughs> here it is here it is hey it is such a good song is yeah, that metallica like I don't know, but I hear the person that made this had a very large manhood. Ego is what you meant. Ego. <laughs> I nope, I hear, I, I hear it runs in the family. <laughs> ah. Also the ego. Also the ego. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs>